is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here at Dean Seven Nine Zero Four. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's five thirty on the East Coast, two thirty on the West Coast, four thirty Tennessee time. Which, of course, we just have on the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It is called Grinders Live, and uh, joining me today is one Chris Kirkwood. The kids call him Kirk East. He's uh, rocking his Coca Cola Classic. We're talking some Along King Poly pre-show. I didn't get a chance to talk some smack about the my Miami Heat. Bam, SWAT, get out of here, Tatum. Greatest block yeah, of all time. Man. You you just started off the show in a horrible way. So, uh, man, I had forgotten about it for about five, ten minutes because <laughs> I drove to uh, New Hampshire yesterday and hammered the Celtics last oh, night in the first sorry. game, and um, it was just awful. So legalized wagering uh, in, in New Hampshire for you. How, how long of a trip is that for you? Uh, 35 minute drive. Oh man. Do you get to watch the, you watch the game there? You can't look, you do it. Like no, a, no, no, like no. Farm? I went, I went, no, I went early. I've got my little spot. Uh, Costco. <laughs> that too. But uh, that's one of them. But uh, I go, uh, you know, I've got this rest stop in a, or, an, or a mall that I go to, but like the service, I've been going to a mall, you know, and I told you, we, I think we talked about this last time. Cause it was like a back to the future reference sure. I'm there. I'm there late at night and nobody's there and I'm in a parking lot. It feels like a drug deal. And, uh, but, uh, just to put in my wagers, but now the cell service has been bad there. So now yeah. I go to a rest area and, uh, it, it's just, a, it, it feels great when you win. Cause it's yeah. like the trip is worth it. When you lose, it's just awful. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you get no plutonium. You're coming home with no plutonium either. You just got a bad wager, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, so it's, to keep on the back to the picture theme, uh, say you had the Almanac, who's winning that series? My Miami Heat versus your Boston Celtics. Well, I'm driving back to New Hampshire tomorrow. <laughs> Boston minus two? What's the line? I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, right? it's minus two and a half, three now, but uh, I'm going to probably take him on the series. Yeah, it'll be fun for sure. Uh, you know, and I feel like it's uh, we're on borrowed time with Miami. Like, it's just like Denver. You know, Denver beating the Clippers, which that was just crazy, and Congrats to them, Jokic and Murray. I think it's the first time ever a team down 3-1 two times as, as advanced in the same season, which is incredible. The Clippers are now like something like 0-8 historically on advancing to the, the finals uh, when they have one game and not going to go forward. Uh, you know, they just need to get a W. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild what's going on in the association. But, of course, tonight, hey, we're talking about baseball. Talking of NBA uh, – no, not NBA. That's uh, – we just talked about for a second ago. MLB, nine-game slate going down. Uh, do you want to say, did you get a sharp side winner? I didn't, I didn't, uh, we didn't discuss this pre-show. I happen to be. I'm on the cusp, Kirk Deese. I'm on the cusp. I, my, my streak right now for the sharp side app, we're going to go and drop that link in chat if you guys are not aware of sharp side app. If you get your streak to six, you all of a sudden, every single time you get another winner, you get $10 more in FanDuel cash. Uh, you got to pick a winner that's minus 140 or less. Can't pick the massive favorites, obviously. Kirk Deese, I'm at five. I have a streak of five right now. Get excited for me. Woo! Get oh, that, those uh, it, I've, you come you come so close and then it's just it's you got to restart over again once uh, once you lose. But uh, we're not losing tonight. You know who we have? Who, who do you have? You know we're living dangerously. We picked a team on the run line, which is using like that's frowned upon, especially at home. That's if the it's worst. A, if it's a home favorite, uh, oh yes, yeah. that's, that's that's a that's a that's a fish bet in general. But it's a fish bet. But like the Yankees right now are minus three hundred, and I got them at like minus one thirty seven in the run line. That is a drastic difference. You got Garrett Cole on the bump. How many runs is Toronto really going to score? Maybe three or something like that. And Tanner Roark against this Yankee team. They got Judge back. All the boppers are there. Kind of, sort of, somewhat. Not really exactly, but 
Taylor Roark is not very good. We saw him go off yesterday. He's going to go off again today. But I got the Yankees at minus like minus one thirty five, minus one thirty seven on the run line. You don't like that? Yeah, sure. I'm 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 bitter again. I uh, I drove to New Hampshire uh, <laughs> on Saturday, and I had a massive too much money on a UFC play that the guy ended up going off at minus five ninety nine. UFC. Um, yeah, and UFC Roosevelt yeah. Roberts, and he got he got choked out within 20 seconds and man it was so brutal i was watching it with my girl and, and he got hit right in the very beginning the first little exchange and he fell to the ground i go oh no this is terrible and my girl goes relax he's fine i go no he's not fine and all of a sudden he's choked out and, tw- and uh down goes a minus uh, 600 favorite what would you laid the 600 to no I, I had it a much better line but i had it in a massive parlay uh that i already had one he was just the last leg of it and uh, it was not good. It was we got we got Yisman in the, in the chat just confirming I'm not making that up. I think he might have found my streak is actually legit. I wouldn't fake that for like some sort of credibility. Uh, I do have a streak of five going on. Yisman said he had a streak to eight. It just kind of broke out on him. So that's a, he won some money, but now he got to start all over again. Uh, again, the link, go ahead and check it out. Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer is dropping the link in chat for you guys. Uh, also, we ask you guys to, to like, subscribe, smash. I, don't, I can't remember what your adjective of choice is. You want to caress? You want to cuddle with? What do you want to do with that like button? Caress it, baby. <laughs> so nine game slate. Uh, I don't love the bats. This feels like an arm slate. We'll talk about it in a second. DK makes it so so easy to get two big barrel arms, and then you know obviously there's some really strong offenses out there. The average, uh, the aforementioned Yankees, uh, Atlanta, you know against Baltimore looks pretty well positioned. They have a, they have a team total of six right now. Houston's got some pretty positive prices uh, on DK. Nice matchup there against Kyle Gibson as well, too. Um, is that sort of your thought as far as the slate as we kind of dive in? We'll talk about pictures in a second. But give me your overview, your screenshot, as far as um, how you're attacking this slate. Oh, I love Chad going, why would you bet Roosevelt Roberts? He's a stand-up fighter. He just got subbed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No like, ground I, I, game. Like, like – the guy he was fighting was awful and just got complete luck boxed into him. He caught him. But anyway, um, so, he I mean, the skills were just mildly different, the pedigree of each guy. But anyways. Um, is that results-based thinking, thinking? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know much about MMA, so I, I have no clue if that's a good point or not a point. With, got a good point they're making, but. Talk to you about this slate, how you're attacking. I mean, they're just kicking me while I'm down. But anyway, um, uh, this slate, yeah, DK, so it's way too easy to just fit in um, the, the top pitching, and it's pretty hard not to just want to do that because, I mean, we've got two completely standout aces. We've got Garrett Cole against uh, the Blue Jays, um, and he's been rounding into form after a little couple of bumpy starts, but uh, certainly starting to look like his old self. And uh, we should have expected that, right, as they're getting – you know, we're ramping up close to playoff time now down to the last uh, two weeks of the season. Um, Every team's making the playoffs, but the, but the Red Sox. So congratulations on that. Oh, no, kick me again. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I deserve it. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's just way too easy because there's, there's value bats at like positions. We don't really, you know, that we are fine taking a, just a, a value bat in. we can jam like two value bats, Garrett Cole and DeGrom and pretty much put any stack we want with it. Um, so it's, uh, real easy to do that. So I guess the, the, it's how, what's ownership going to play into all this and, uh, how are we going to, uh, win, win tournaments tonight? Okay. So I just want to note this, 
San Francisco, this is the way I understand it. San Francisco is playing in Seattle. Last night they were supposed to play in Seattle. The game was canceled because of air issues. Now they're back in San Francisco where I guess the air is going to be decent enough to play. Obviously there's fires going along all on the, the West Coast. Stay safe, everybody, uh, everybody out there. Um, so my understanding is they're playing in San Francisco, but San Francisco is playing the role of the visiting team, of Seattle playing the role of the home, home team. Is that the way you understand it as well? Yes. Okay. Just wanted people to be aware of that, and I think that matters. So it's like degree. even bet. So does that mean they're going to hit first? Yeah, like yeah. San so Fran's it's even better. First. So now they're we're going to get nine innings. Yes, we're going to get nine at bats of uh, San Fran. I'd love home. for somebody to confirm that, but I was looking around for that. that. That's my understanding, and that's the way RG has it as well too. It says you know San Fran at Seattle. Seattle's in the in the home spot, but again, they're in San Fran to play the game tonight. So San Fran's just going to be in their home ballpark playing the role of the visitor, which is weird, but you know. 2020 i guess everything is weird in 2020 uh you did mention two stud pitchers i we'll, we'll break them down individually but i would say there's three you know what about lucas giolito let's not completely ignore him now, oh there's a- three studs for sure but there's like two with matchup considerations that just absolutely you know one's facing the twins giolito's against the twins so we get Degrom against the phillies without uh reese and real muto terrible and then we yeah terrible lineup so you know let's let's just name off some of the guys in that lineup so i mean we got McCutcheon, whatever, Harper. Then we got Baum, uh, Gregorius, Segura, Knapp, Kingery, uh, Hazley, Roman Quinn. So this is this is a completely watered-down lineup uh, and just a really good spot for him. And then uh, we've got Garrett Cole against the, the Blue Jays. And, uh, you know, that brings some, some strikeouts to the table, too, for there. So then you get the Twins, who, yes, they will strike out, although not at the, at the same rate that we're getting on the other uh, – in the other matchups, but they just bring a lot of power to the table. A lot of, uh, a lot of potent bats, Nelson Cruz, uh, Josh Donaldson, Max Kepler. So it's uh, not very easy of a matchup. So, I mean, you just, yeah, sure. He can go toe to toe, especially for GPPs with uh, an upside with any of them. And an ace can mow down any lineup. I always say that when, you know, when they're on their game and that's certainly true, but uh, Cole and DeGrom with the matchups just are a clear level above in my eyes. It just makes it really easy from a pitcher standpoint, at least for cash games, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure what I'm doing. And I mean, I hate to I hate saying for sure, because I don't like to speak in definitives because things, weird things happen sometimes, but the plan is uh, on DK that I'm going to be rolling out much like everybody else. This is going to say, all right, let's get Cole. Let's get the Grom. And the other part of it too, is like the, the, you, you account for price and, you know, Gilito is more expensive than Cole. I know Cole's had some home run issues this year. Uh, I know the K's aren't exactly where they were last year. They're still really, really good. He's got some great win equity as well, too. More win equity than Gilito has. You know, on Fando, I think it's more of an interesting conversation because Gilito is a, a difference. The difference in price at least makes you think about it. And I think he's worth, uh, at least in tournaments, that's basically what I'm playing over there for the most part on Fando. You're playing Yahoo. Uh, what's, what's the story? What's the lay of the land? I presume you're playing Yahoo. You kind of control that lobby over there, basically. Um, yeah, so what, what's it's the same sort of idea on Yahoo, or is it a little trickier as far as the as far as the cap? It's a little trickier. Um, I'm probably going to pay up for Cole and Degrom because I usually uh, value pitching uh, the most over there. But it's you know it's tougher to get the bats in. Um, there's not as many, which is not normal. You know, normally there's not as many. There's way more glaring values on Yahoo than there are on uh, DraftKings, but. Um, it's not, not quite the same for tonight. Like some of the cheaper guys are priced up. There are some value bats and you can certainly make it work, but you can't fit in like any stack you want, you know, especially if after the Yankees yesterday, I'm sure all really priced up. Um, so that's how they do it. But uh, 
anyways, it's uh, it's it's much tougher, but I think I'm still going with it. But you know, McCullers is super cheap now. It's that's uh, we'll get into that, but that's a tough situation to handle because we don't know what we're going to get with him with kind of the pinched nerve in the neck, and he just hasn't yeah. looked right all season. And even in his good starts, a lot there were some you know red flags as far as like that he may have just outperformed his peripherals. Um, so McCullers has not looked the same, but it's matchup with Texas. Then there's uh, Dylan Bundy or Giolito saves you a couple of bucks. So you could certainly feel good with either of those guys. And then uh, Brady, just like on DraftKings, Brady Singer definitely enters into the conversation um, after his phenomenal start, almost a no hitter um, where he threw 116 pitches in his last game against uh, the Indians. Is that um, a good or a bad thing? Because he's not, he's a young arm, you know, why would you push the kid for no, I mean, it tells you that he's able to throw 115 pitches and that's great. And of course the context is he almost definitely wouldn't have been throwing that many pitches if he wasn't throwing a no hitter. Uh, so is there some potential pushback on this start where they say like, let's keep him down to 85 because he's a young kid. And why, why are we let leash him once again? Is that, yeah, cer- certainly. Yeah. I think, I think it's a negative as far as, you know, from what his pitch count will be tonight, but it's nice to see him perform well and come into his own as a young kid. So maybe he carries that momentum forward. Um, he certainly was had his pitch pitch mix working well, but the thing with him, that pitch mix is very, very uh, small. He only has really two main pitches. He sometimes throws a changeup, but he's got like a fast sinking fastball and a, uh, a curve that are, or no, a slider that he throws like 40% of the time. So it's, basically just those two pitches and he mixes in a change up tiniest little tiniest bit. So he's a, he's a young kid. He's coming off of a really good long start where, you know, he may be a little bit more tired his arm and also may not have the length, but uh, also only has two pitches. And if one of those pitches is off on any given night, he's then you're susceptible to having a really bad night. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of red flags there from a comfort standpoint. I think, I mean, he's facing the, the, the Holy Grail of matchups against the Tigers. We know what they, they strike out a ton uh-huh. uh, lead the league. So you get the, you get the high strikeout upside, but uh, that's about it. I don't know who Eric Haas is. That's the catcher for the Tigers today. It looks like he's making his, is this his MLB debut? Um, I think he he's played yesterday, at- but I don't know. I don't know. He was, I don't know if he played yesterday or not, but uh, he's not supposed to be very good. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at play at IQ right now and I was kind of checking out to see, you know, the K number is potentially for Singer and against his Detroit lineup where Goodrum on 100 plate appearances versus righties this year has struck up – he's struck up 41 times. Uh, you know, we see some smaller samples to Dimitri at 40%, but Reyes and Castro at the top at 24 26% respectively. Even Cabrera is striking out these days at 21%. Candelario at 23%. A little bit of power, but, you know, there is some K upside. Of course, Singer is not this great K savant on the season at 21.8%. Also walks too many guys – at 8.4%. Uh, but generally speaking, like the one, two hitters for Detroit this year, uh, 1.8% and 2.8% as far as walking uh, versus righties. That's just terrible. What are they doing? That's, that's not good. Uh, so that's, that's what you want to see from first, the uh, first pitch swinging is what they're doing. Uh, I was checking out the, uh, the umpire data as well too. in the old uh, lineup HQ, because there was something that did pop for me. I think it was Gilito has, yeah, I, I focus on the extremes. And Giolito has an extreme hitters umpire. Uh, and that's just one more reason not to play Giolito in cash. You can play him in tournaments for sure. But, uh, I mean, is, is, do you care about that? I think to some degree, if you need like a tiebreaker of some sort. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't yeah. put like, I mean, I, I like it. I like it when it matches up. I, I look at that completely at the end. Um, 
you know, obviously. So I, it, it adds a tiny bit to projection, but not much um, overall. And uh, some of it can be overstated and people put too much faith into it. So um, I don't really, if it, if it, it'll move the needle, if it's a close to call for me, I'll take the guy with the extreme pitcher umpire, but uh, that tonight that's Lance McCullers. So uh, I don't want to trust Lance McCullers. Uh, like you said, there have been some red flags. Uh, you know, you, you pull him up as on the old lineup HQ or the plate IQ actually. Uh, and we don't know how long he's going to go in the thing going back in the IR and he wasn't very out very long with his neck, but still it is somewhat concerning to some degree. Uh, the K's haven't been there. 19.3% is not a big K number. He walks too many guys, 11.4%. His one skill is the ground ball, 52.2% ground ball, which is really positive. Now, of course, like you said, the matchup is good, and there are a lot of K's in this lineup. Savar is hitting off at 34%. Gallo uh, at 29.9%, which actually I thought would be lower, I mean higher. That seems like lower than his career uh, his career rates. Of course, this is against a righty, not all of them collectively, but still it's kind of a low number for Gallo. All of the power, the ISO is not amazing, which, you know, we can speak to small samples, but this is what kind of we have as far as the season. 195 is not a huge number. Uh, Odor has, and Guzman and even Jeff Mathis in small samples have a bigger ISO than Joey Gallo, which is really kind of weird. But again, that's kind of a small sample thing. Uh, I'm almost definitely not playing McCullers. Maybe one lineup in a tournament is like an SP2, but I, I, I've been kind of throwing my arms up on him all year long, and that's kind of where I'm at again tonight. I don't think he's going to break the slate. I mean, he's not going to go seven or eight innings. He can pitch five or six really solid, but he also tends to labor when he's out there. And he can, you know, have 100 pitches and five in the third, and they get the give him the hook. Uh, it's a stay away for me, but I understand why there's are playing him. I also see him kind of popping in some optimals, which you know, that's just not something I'm going to do. Uh, what say you as far as McCullers? Have you made a stand just yet? Um, my stand is to back off on him because he is popping in the optimals, and that is a uh, you know from uh, past projections from past. Uh, the, you know, a lot of it's weighted from last season and the year before that numbers. Um, so I think he's going to be pretty popular tonight. I think he's going to get quite a bit of ownership. His price is cheap. I, I get it for GPPs, but there's a lot of things we got to be optimistic about, right? We like, we're looking for him to just have that really good, really good start. Yeah. He did have a, some, a decent game. He had two decent starts this season, one against uh, San Fran, one against Oakland. Um, Oakland was his last one, but um you know, we do have that pinched, pinched uh, nerve in his neck. And uh, we don't know, like you said, it's a complete guessing game. And uh, it's just been more bad than good. And uh, I don't think, you know, it's just, there's such an opportunity cost there with, uh, with uh, Cole and uh, DeGrom at the top. I just, I feel so confident what I'm going to get out of those two guys. Although I felt really damn confident with Flaherty yesterday and uh, that, that did not go so go over so well. Me too. Um, um, who uh, I, I don't remember. I was we got to have a Dylan Bundy conversation because yep. he, he's he's kind of the step down in between, uh, in between McCullers. You know, uh, after Gilito, uh, Bundy's been fabulous this year. He's gonna he's gonna face a pile of lefties here for Arizona. Uh, I was looking at a pre show. It's seven lefties we're looking at. Let's fire up the old foot IQ and see what we have. Well, what's your thoughts as far as Bundy today? Uh, I like him. I mean, he's been great all season. The strikeout stuff is absolutely legit. Um, he's looked like a, an ace. Now, do I trust him in the same way that I trust those two top end guys? I don't, but you get some, some price savings uh, on him. Uh, not much on Yahoo. Um, what is, is significant on Fandle? Uh, his, his price on DK is nine one, which is 1.1 K yeah. difference from Gialito, which is, you know, definitely not significant. Uh, but, tr- but only, I'm... only 800 from Cole. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, which is just, I mean, again, but for tournaments and if you want to play the ownership game and yada, yada, I, I totally understand why somebody would do it. And on Fandle, Bundy is 9-8. Uh, DeGrom is 11-7. Cole is 11-5. Giolito is 9-6. Where I think Gilo, I just think Giolito is much more in play for me on Fandle than he is on, on DK just because of that big price difference. It gets you like probably two two bad upgrades depending on the, how you're looking at it. Um, and I'm, I'm mostly playing tournaments over there, so I'm willing to just take whatever sort of variance he's going to give me. Uh, tougher matchup can be wild at times, but also we've seen how electric he can be when his when his changeup is on. It's like ridiculous. He's one. I mean, pitching pitching ninja is going to be all over. I'm sure you see that Twitter account. Uh, Gilito's always featured there every five days. He's pretty awesome. He's really electric, and you know he's nine six. McCullough is at eight one. Uh, Bundy more expensive than Gilito. Like Bundy's been very very good, but. I think I'm going to land on Gilito before I get on Bundy. In tournaments, I might do something different, obviously. But for the most part, uh, somebody asked in chat as far as what I'm doing on DK in tournaments. Uh, I'm going to do my best to go double barrel. Just give me two of those big three arms. And there's so many cheap guys out there. We'll talk about the sticks in a second. And, of course, you know, Acuna's expensive. Uh, Trout's expensive. There's some, you know. Uh, but there's so many cheapies. Just the way the variance of what, the way they price guys now. There's a pile of dudes that are 2K that you can just make it work and you can get two or three big bats, a bunch of cheap bats, two or, two or three big arms, and hopefully you hit in the right collection. Uh, that's sort of my approach. What say you? Yeah. I mean, I, I was playing around before a show and it was just, I, you know, everyone's going to want the Yankees tonight at least because after what they did last night. So I was just toying around with Yankee stacks. So I made a uh, two, three, four, five Yankee stack with Cole and DeGrom and, uh, and it was easy, to, right? It was re- way too easy. And then yeah. I had, uh, I just had to, you know, I still had Mondesi at shortstop, um, who's a jump the page is a good value, who's completely been heating up. I've bashed that guy all season. What a wild season he's had. I, I don't, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off. I apologize, but uh, I was yep. thinking, I had this conversation with somebody the other day about Mondesi, and uh, I don't know why we had a conversation for five minutes about it, just debating if it's ever happened before. Um, but Jack in a bag. Bang out a homer, swipe a bag. He did it three games in a row. Of course, he was one of the worst hitters in all of baseball, like for the first month of the season. Uh, I know season-long guys are all over him, too. And, of course, you get him mostly for his wheels. Has it ever happened before where a baseball player has hit a home run and swiped a bag in three straight games? What do you think? I don't know. Somebody in chat let us know. Go to StatMuse or something because I feel like that's probably never happened before. That's a hard thing to do. Can, Can Seiko? That's who, uh, yeah. I was we, we thought we thought Conseco or Henderson or guys, the guys that are most likely to have done that. Uh, but like that seems like a hard thing when you're hitting a homer, your chances of stealing a base are are, are lessened. <laughs> so correct. Yeah, and that seems like a hard thing to do. I wonder if that's happened three times in a row, three games in a row. Uh, I don't know if you can Google such things. Only you can type that into a machine. You can spit out an answer. But uh, yeah, we'll Siri, talk about- Siri. Oh no! <laughs> I hope I didn't set off Siri. Who's the, the leadoff hitter for the Yankees? You're not, you're not playing LeMahieu? Well, I, I couldn't fit him, but, like, I was just okay. toying around. So it's, like, you could get two, three, four, five, which are certainly power bat. You get Judge, uh, Hicks, Boyd, Ursula, and, uh, you know, with Cole and DeGrom. I mean, that's just too easy to do. And uh, so uh, you can pretty much do any any stack you want with those two pitchers as long as you play the value bats around them. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's kind of sort of pricey, too, depending on who you're getting there. Uh, they're going to be popular with a six total against uh, Aiken, who I just, you know, I think this guy has had control issues, fly ball issues, or locked in for nine innings. It is cool there for what it's worth. I was checking out Weather Edge earlier today, Kevin Ross Weather Edge, and 
I don't think there was anything popping, but of course, weather is fluid and things change. Let's go ahead and see if there's anything interesting here uh, in a decent sized sample. Nothing so much. Oh, well, Detroit in a 220 game sample, we got uh, home runs getting a bump of 15.9%, runs getting a bump of 5.9%, and ERA getting a bump of 8%. Uh, I don't know if the sample's big enough for you, but uh, in Baltimore, 34 games, we've seen a bump of 27% as far as homers. And a negative as far as runs, so that's kind of wonky. That's kind of weird, right? And that probably speaks. To I, I don't trust simple. any of this because, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't get into pitcher who was pitching in what game. Um, well, it's a so bigger sample. You got a, a huge a sample over of, time. It'll it'll yeah. even out. Correct. I get that, but like, we don't have big samples um, uh, on these. So I, I'll tell you, my dew point system is more yeah. accurate. I don't think pet. that exists. I think you're just pat making it pen. up. Oh, no, it's, it exists. It's real. It's the patent is, is expired. That patent's been – it No, it's pending. It's patent pending, Dean. It's, it, it's, take, you can't have it take... pending indefinitely. At some point, they say, all right, your patent's expired. You know, you these stop things, paying the payments. I don't know how that These works. things take time. They take time. Um, but, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, there's great humidity. Um, the temperature's not great, but there's great humidity, and the wind's blowing out a little bit uh, in Baltimore. So uh, I, I I like that game. I think the I mean the Braves are probably the top stack tonight. Yeah, um, Braves and Yankees I think are pretty clear. Um, Houston's pretty cheap on DK. You can make them work, and Cleveland's really cheap too. The tricky part with Cleveland is you know you got guys like Luplo and the Shields that like when a righty comes in, what happens? Do they get the hook instantly? Are you, are you only getting two at bats for Luplo? Are you only getting two at bats into the Shields? How's that going to work? We don't know. But understand there is a potential pitch at risk, but also understand. If they homer in the first inning, who cares? Well, I didn't even see the shields at a 2.2K. Plus, you get the stolen yeah. base upside against Lester. Yeah, uh, I think Lester has to some degree. I think it's worth checking out. I think he's uh, subdued his stolen oh, base. Oh, he's tendencies. definitely gotten he's definitely better. gotten better. But the shields is going to be running. They wouldn't be putting him up there if uh, he wasn't. Yeah, uh, it was so much fun playing Billy Hamilton versus John Lester <laughs> back in the day. Uh, not only did he steal a bunch of bases against somebody, he had like three homers too against him, which is egregious. I don't know how that happened, like 20 at bats or something. If you ever want to have some fun with BBP, check out Hamilton versus Lester. It's pretty interesting. Uh, summarize the arms. What else is, is there anything else we should mention here? Uh, Cole Hamels is back throwing baseballs. Don't expect him to throw a lot of baseballs tonight. Maybe get three innings in or something like that. Uh, I don't see any reason to play. Well, oh, Caleb Smith. We're the same deal with Caleb Smith. Like, they're not going to push him. Uh, I expect maybe three or four innings. He was pitching okay last time, and he went three innings, and maybe you get three or four innings again against the Angels. Um, is that enough? You talk about the opportunity cost of pitching. If everything goes well, I suppose you can get like 12 points. You can't get the win. I guess it's possible you throw five innings, but it seems unlikely in my opinion. Um, so I'm not touching these guys. And again, it's very easy to make lineups we like already with the lead arms. So what's the point outside of being, you know, just different. Yeah. So um, the only other guy that I would mention here, I mean, like, so we have too many, like those, uh, Keegan Aiken is just, you can't do it. I, he's, he's got some talent in him, but he's completely raw and young. Um, you, you can't do him. You can't do guys like Kyle Gibson, um, who've just been terrible or Odorizzi who've been terrible and are coming back off of injury. Um, who are just not going to go along. Cole Hamels is in that same boat. Um, man, the only, oh man, I, I don't like him at all in this. And I like the San Francisco bats and it's actually my, uh, sharp side play of the day, but if I had to take like a completely cheap guy, maybe it's Newsom. Um, he's got some talent in him. Um, he went super short because he got hit uh, against San Francisco. He got he got hit in the wrist uh, off of a 
from a hit um, and they had to take him out of the game. Um, I, I, I totally side with San Francisco in this game, but like if I had to take a shot, it would be him because he does have some strikeout upside in him. He does, he has done pretty well in the, in the minors and he went to some, not, he didn't go to the Bauer place, but he went to one of those places where they're developing and he uh, totally added a bunch of heat to his fastball. Like went from like throwing like 88, 89 to like 94. Um, and uh, so people are kind of high on him. So he's just interesting, but Caleb Smith, I don't think you can do cause like he may go 50 pitches. He yeah. might go 60 pitches, but that's probably like the max. Um, then uh, Lester, I don't really want any part no. of. Um, Scooball would be. Um, They're asking about Scooball in the chat. I, yeah, I I'm, I'm, I can't do it. But it, talk, give me a Scooball pitch. I don't want to do it. I, I'd much rather take Singer. Um, so I don't think you can. But I think it could work out. So for GPPs, I, I mean, I, I can get it. I'm not going to have him. He said what five or six starts, and he's yet to throw more than 78 pitches. Yeah. Young arm, why are they going to push him? And we've seen Detroit all season was, long. They're not pushing anybody. Like, why would they push him? Yeah. Um, Smiley's back. We have pitch count concerns, too, with him. Um, I, I guess the matchup is good. Um, so you could you could go there, but I, I won't be. But, like, Savali would be the only guy that, that no one's really talking about that I would – potentially play just because you know that they he can go over 100 pitches you know he does have some strikeout upside in him although he's not a strikeout pitcher but um and then we know that the cubs uh will strike out so he would be like the uh, the last guy that we haven't mentioned yeah but like it's uh, it's the just chat, the chat, by the way is all over uh they're all over scooball they're they're saying that how bad that the back half of that royals lineup is and like i don't disagree with that i just don't know how many times he's not going to pitch to him three times the back half um so maybe not even the front half we'll see uh, got a nice, nice, yeah, go ahead. Got a nice dew point in, uh, in Detroit <laughs> tonight. So. Um, yeah, but that front half looks pretty potent um, for sure. You know, uh, you know, with Merrifield, Montesi, Salvador Perez, uh, Mikel Franco, Hunter Dozier. Oliveris is a cheap punt that I'm interested. I played him last night like an idiot and lost. Um, but, like, if I was going to play him uh, uh, against Boyd, I uh, got to play him again in Scooball again. I just realized how rude of me. I forgot to ask you, uh, at least I, maybe I forgot if I asked, you kind of uh, put it in there as far as your, uh, I was just so excited about me and the prospect of me you know, extending my streak to six as far as the sharp side app. Uh, I didn't ask what your pick was. Your pick was, but again, the Seattle. Uh, uh, I was over, it's, it's over in the San Francisco Giants uh, run total, which is, you can either take a four and a half and, uh, you know, be minus some juice or uh, over five. I like it in general. I think Newsom's going to go very long in this game. This is the second. They know what kind of a little bit to expect because they, they saw a little bit of them. Um, right? There's some tape on them now. Um, so they, they know what to expect out of them. And I don't think he's going to go very long. And that bullpen is just absolutely horrendous. So I like the, the, the over in this game in general because I think you're going to get to both bullpens uh, relatively quickly in this game. And uh, both bullpens are really bad. They're, uh, Seattle has the the worst XFIP on the slate and in the league at 5.68 uh, from a bullpen. And right behind them is the Giants at 5.36. So, um, man, these are two bullpens that you can definitely pick on. So I just think there's going to be a lot of runs in this game. Uh, shout out to Yisbon who found this for us in the chat. Apparently it's only happened two times when I was referencing before. A dude banging out a homer and swiping a bag in the same game, three consecutive games, jack in a bag three times in a row. Out of both the Mondes, he just did it. And Bobby Abreu, there you go. Bobby Abreu, remember he had – was that throwing his Philadelphia years possibly where he was fabulous and he crushed the, the home run derby? 
I don't really recall exactly when that was, but yeah, he stole some bases for a while. Nice pull there, Yisman. Um, do want to mention, of course, premium is going to be after us at 630. You got Cheese is good, Mr. Tuttle, Kevin Roth will tell you what's going on weather-wise. Take you guys off the lock as far as what's going on in MLB. Any sort of changes, they'll, they'll keep you up. updated on that. Later on tonight, 730 Eastern, uh, PGA, I believe one of the majors is this weekend. I'm not necessarily a golf guy. Uh, what is it, the U.S. Open, I believe? Toe Tag and Tambo, STL cards uh, for premium members. And then after that, 9 o'clock Eastern tonight, uh, football. You got uh, Crane, Eric Crane. John Daigle and uh, Rich Rebar talking uh, the pick six. Don't, you have a weekly show. Do you not as far as football? Tell you, tell people where that is. Yeah. Tournament takes podcast. Um, it's uh, me, Totag and Tambo and killer B two, four, eight, two um, comes out uh, on Fridays every, every week. Uh, you know, we had it last year with JSU, but he's no longer with us and Totag and Tambo. Uh, What's slid right in. I don't know what that is. What's that? You're I don't know. Who knows? You, is that a thing? I, is that the name I think that's his screen name. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought that was like a reference to the show or something like that. That's the name of the screen name. Okay, I got you. Yeah, it was throwing me off there. Brett Hartfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Killaby. Really, really yeah. good player. Uh, good dude, too. All right, let's talk some catchers. You like any catchers tonight? Do you have money for catchers? I don't know if I do. Um, you do have money for catchers if you want to, if you prioritize it. I'm not prioritizing it, but um, I guess my favorite high-end play would be Darnold just because uh, has, you know, in, in Baltimore with that dew point and my uh, dew point system is uh, <laughs> off the charts on this one. So we've got that wind going out a little uh, batting cleanup um, against Aiken, uh, also a poor bullpen. Um, then there's Salvador Perez against Google, you know, with the platoon. Uh, those two are the top, the top two guys in the high end. Um, Grindall is up there too against Oda Rizzi. Um, 4,700. He's got to pay the most for him. The guy I like from, if I'm going down, let me just see if we got a lineup. Hey, uh, um, Yankee I stack, you're getting Sanchez be... or Higashioka. I'm sorry I'm going to cut you off or anything, but you mentioned the Yankees before. Which one are you putting in there? If you, you got to pick between. I, mean, I, want, it's a I, I want the bombs. I want the bombs. I want Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Um, um, but um, Luis Torrens is a guy on, uh, who came over from the Padres in, the, in that trade who's a uh, pretty talented um, kid and uh, has a decent bat and should get like a five, six, or seven spot in the lineup. And uh, he's 2200 and gets the platoon against Smiley. Um, in that game, I told you that's where I, li- I like a lot of runs to be scored, a lot of bullpen action in this one. So he's my punt if uh, if he cracks that lineup, which I think he will. I like that Bart is not stuck hitting at home. Like he is hitting at home, but technically at home, he's playing the visitor and that'll uh, increase his chances to get those four ABs much, much, much greater. Uh, you know, obviously a big prospect there, 3.3K, pretty fair price. If I'm not flat out putting it, he's my favorite guy in the mid-tier. Of course, if I had all the money in the world, I want a guy like Darno. I want a guy like Sanchez, go for all the power. But I don't know if I can get there. We live in the world of a salary cap, yada, yada, yada. One way to save some salary tonight and actually get a good actual player, and I know me and you aren't really big fans of Brandon Belt, but at a certain point, the price is too good. And let's give him some credit. He's been better this year than we've expected. Uh, more power shown as well, too. Uh, and again, he's hitting on – on the road. He's on the road once again tonight in San Francisco. Uh, so he's got a shot at getting those five ABs and things are going really well. And why is he priced at 3.2 K? That, that's my, uh, that's my cash game first baseman today on DK. Yeah. I'm back on board with, with uh, Bell. He's one of the top values on the slate. His stack cast numbers are pretty darn good this season. So he's definitely come back. Maybe it was injuries that, you know, held him back uh, for the last couple of seasons, but uh, you know, 
he's gone through a little bit of a rough patch in his last couple of games, but uh, he's he's been pretty darn consistent with some upside. He's cheap, um, gets a good matchup in a game I like. Yeah, he's he's a good play. Uh, Luke Voigt, of course, if you have some salaries. What does he have? Like, is it like 18 home runs this year? It's an insane number. Plenty of power out of He's got 18. He's uh, he's taking the lead, I think. And, uh, you know, not a big sample, obviously, on Roark, but Roark this season, as far as yielding homers, in 35 innings, he's yielded 2.55 homers per nine in Yankee Stadium versus some boppers. Uh, yeah, I, I like Voigt a good bit, Grant. You know, love him for tournaments. I just don't think I'm going to have the salary to get him in my cash games. If not Voigt, if not Felt, where else are you looking? Freeman. Yeah, you can play Freeman against the lefty perfectly fine there. And, of course, he's going to get a couple of uh, at-bats against that bullpen as well, too. Um, and maybe people steer away just because it's lefty on lefty, but that's kind of silly, obviously, especially in tournaments. Give me a couple other guys at first base. Yeah, there's uh, – so I'm just home run hunting. There's Hunter Dozier, um, who's uh, certainly capable of hitting some homers in 4, 4K. There's um, Carlos Santana's cheap. Um, yeah. And uh, – I would probably, I would hate kind of playing him as a one-off. I would probably want him more as part of my stacks, but um, can be done. Um, Void is obviously the the monster home run threat. Um, Christian Walker is another guy that could take Bundy deep, 3,500, probably going to get overlooked tonight. Um, and a guy I really like um, that I don't think anyone was going to play is uh, Renato. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I just well, now, Yeah, you already, I was, it's not Renato Jose Lopez, is it? No, it's. Uh, it Jose, Jose Abreu is what I meant, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I certainly, if I have the money to pay for him, then uh, I do like him, but uh, he is kind of pricey. But Renato Nunez has a uh, pop. Um, you're gonna only going to get a uh, few innings where he's got the he's got the uh, the platoon against Hamels, but you're going to get some bullpen arms too. But he's, he's just a home run threat every time. He's 3,700. Yeah, as a general rule, I would just say, like, especially we talk about the lefty and lefty stuff, Hamels might only see some of these guys one or two times, like no more than two. I can't imagine they're going to push them very much, and you're going to get a lot of bullpen arms, and most likely it's going to be righty. Is there a circular saw going on in the background? Is there some craftsmanship in your building? Yeah, I hear it. I hear some. <laughs> what is that noise? No idea. I guess someone just chopping up uh, a body or something in the oh, background. Oh, I don't know. They're reenacting Fargo or something there. Uh, what do you have for me at the Keystone is just in second base. Uh, the Dominion of Jose Altuve is super cheap, but like, is he any good anymore? The uh, uh, I don't know, but uh, all these guys are going to start hitting the ball better, right? They're uh, Springer's back. That guy's been hitting leadoff homers left and right. Um, so uh, I certainly like him as part of stacks. And I mean, if you just take overall talent from you know the last few years and you just trust the overall talent, then he's a great play. Certainly, he's been he's been ice cold, but whatever. But like Josh Van Meter is twenty three hundred, um, and batting second so like if you need a value play boom you just throw him in um he's not good but he's cheap yeah i mean he's he's okay he's got some pop mm. um rojas is 3500 leading off he's min uh i don't know no he's he's i think he's really cheap on fan duel is that correct uh you're talking about rojas yeah rojas yeah. is like 2-2 over there or something like that again yeah. i'm more on the bundy side than the rojas man beater side but i understand why people are playing and, and i might be forced to play one or two of those guys also just because you know, salary restrictions, but I'm not happy about clicking that button. I only do it because I like everything else that it gets me. And there's Wilmer. I'm told you can't play Wilmer versus a righty. Is that not true? I mean, you're going to hope a lefty comes in the bullpen. Oh, well. 
and then it's going to be a home run, and then you're going to see the big T tweets. And he can't life, take a victory lap on if he hits a homer off the lefty bullpen arm, can he? I mean, I guess he can't. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But that seems like a lot to bank on. And you know, Lemayhew, we, we like the Yankees a good bit. Of course, he's pretty pricey. He's probably better as a stack guy, but you know, he's also you know it's a really really good stick. And I hate saying like a floor play, but he's like a good floor cash game guy. But of course, everybody's floor is zero, obviously. Um, Tyler Wade is two two, but he's terrible. Yeah. He's yeah. bad. I'd prefer Ledmus Diaz. At uh, I think he's going to crack the lineup. He's coming back of injury, but he's they said he was good to go. But uh, Correa got uh, got hurt last night. No, he's playing Correa. Oh, he, he is at the lineup. Yeah, I think he's got a wrist, but um, I saw he's going to be in the lineup tonight. Unless something changed, or unless he got late okay. scratched. I, I was thinking the same thing as well. Yeah. Uh, wait, I don't. Wait. I don't even see a lineup yet. I saw a note on Twitter where somebody was saying he's, okay. he's going to play, but I'll trust now you I don't on see that one. The, well, don't because I'm I'm re, I'm checking out the the RG lineups and I see nothing as far as the Astros. So maybe that changed. Maybe I saw a bad tweet. I don't know. But stay tuned. Yeah, I thought he was coming back tonight. Maybe the chat can help us out in that. But uh, yeah, I thought he was playing tonight um, after seeing something on Twitter. But stay tuned. We'll we'll know soon enough, I'm sure. Um, anything else that's worth note, or shall we move on? Move on. Uh, hot corner, third base. I think. Um, is this the weakest position on this? I don't like their. It, it pretty much is. It's pretty much Bregman or nothing. Uh, or if you get got the money, you got to pay all the way up for Rendon. Uh, Jose Ramirez too. I mean, there's a couple of high end guys, but they're all don't you know? It's it's tough to fit them. Um, so, but I think Bregman is kind of just like the guy at forty eight hundred. Um, yeah, I, I expect this Astros lineup to start hitting um, as they're getting healthier and coming back into playoffs. I expect Bregman to start turning it on. Um, so uh, I would have confidence playing him against uh, Gibson has just been awful this season. And, you know, you're going to get into some bull, uh, a decent bullpen to attack too. Other than that, like the Austin Riley at like 4k, um, certainly a guy that, you know, if he, uh, how many bats he gets with the platoon advantage is a guy that we want. I mean, he's definitely a home run threat every time he's up. Better there. play on Fandor is like two six for the record. Sure. Uh, I mean, you can play him on DK, obviously. Jose Ramirez, if you have all the salary, is 5.4K. I'm okay with Franco, that top half, that can't see a lineup. I like Frank, a good bit. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, and Rendon, nobody's going to play Rendon, I don't think. His, his price is kind of out there at 5.8K. I believe he's facing a lefty to start, but he's probably only going to get two ABs versus that lefty. Doesn't matter. You know, he's got the power versus anybody, obviously. Um, anything else at third that's worth a mention? I didn't even just cut you off, but we got to speed things up because we're a few minutes behind, unfortunately. We got like six and six seven minutes before you step aside to make way for crunch time. If you have any final thoughts on third base, feel free to fire away. Otherwise, let's pivot to shortstop. No, nope, just uh, Urshela. Um, he's he's cheap enough to be able to fit. He's been he certainly had a hell of a game last night. Uh, shortstop, it's Adelberto, Adelberto Mondesi, who's we've already mentioned that's been coming on. Uh, Dansby Swanson is certainly uh, in play um, in that in that. Gotta like the Braves tonight, um, Lindor. Um, is kind of a high-end spend that may get overlooked a little bit because it's tough to do. Um, other than that, uh, you know who's got great stat cast numbers this season is Iglesias uh, at thirty-six hundred. Which is that's surprising. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah. You don't think of him as like a stat cast hero. No, but like really, really good numbers all season long. So it's like he's been performing, and so I think it's pretty, pretty real at least uh, for the time being. Um, and he's cheap, right? Like, so if it, I don't feel bad. He's batting second. So uh, I'm fine using him. Nico Goodrum on uh, 
you know, might create a little leverage off of Singer. Um, that's about it. And again, I just want to mention, it feels like we're not mentioning any, any White Sox. I know that Minnesota bullpen's pretty good. Of course, if you get to Odorizzi early, you're not going to get the best of those arms. Uh, it wouldn't make any sense. I just think they're going to go heavily neglected. Uh, we, we like yeah, the best against lefties, obviously, but yeah. It's pricing, right? Like it's Tim Anderson's 5,500. Abreu's ex- extremely expensive. Um, everybody's expensive. So it's like, that's like a stack. You're going to have to do like McCullers and, uh, and Singer or something like that to, uh, to pull, to finagle that one. Yeah. I mean, we typically like them against lefties, but a Rizzi historically could be reverse splitsy. So, you know, uh, they are kind of sneaky, but like you said, the salary cap, uh, salary cap restraints, obviously going to have them, uh, their ownership subdued for sure. Uh, let's jump to the outfield. And then there are some super cheap guys in the outfield that can kind of make things work. Of course, if you have all the money in the world, you want to get uh, some shares of Acuna, uh, Ozuna, Trout. Who's your favorite big spin in the outfield? And then I, I this question in chat, which is a question I had pre-show. I was trying to like staring at it. I couldn't really figure it out. I might just end up splitting it. We'll see. Aaron Judge, uh, 4.8K versus Roark. Uh, he's basically the same price as Ozuna. Who do you prefer amongst those two? So it's – I'm torn. Like if they're both <laughs> – they both have been great this season, right, for when – when they've been healthy um, as far as hard contact goes, like judges 20th um, from, from qualified at bats um, on the season, just Is he qualified? Absolute, in uh, well, I, I have it set to over 60 plate appearances. So, okay. Um, anyways, he's was crushing the ball. Now maybe his timing's off coming back now, but um, maybe it's not. I mean, maybe he's, he's ready to go. And if it's, this is a good to go Aaron judge, then you have to like him. Um, in this matchup uh, and a guy who throws strikes and er, throws balls over the plate without much heat um, in tenor Rourke. So uh, judge certainly home run threat. Yeah. And Ozuna's comes in at 14th in the hard contact. I mean, he's had a hell of a season two and he gets the platoon. Um, I, I like both a lot. I would feel more confident with Ozuna, but um, I'm playing. I like them both. Might, might, just, some questions might a, just play them both. Might just play them both. I might too, but also salary cap restraints might not let me do that. And then, you know, Willie Calhoun is uh, – McCullers, you know, we think he's a good – he's a decent pitcher. I don't really want to pick on him per se. But Tavares and Calhoun are each 2K. Uh, they're, they're 2K and they're batting 1-2. Uh, Gallo and all that power is just 4K. More of a tournament guy than a cash guy. But if you're playing, you know, mme I think he's definitely got to be in your pool to some extent. And there's probably going to be some leverage then as well because I think McCullers at least is going to grab some ownership. Uh, a couple other guys that are super, super cheap. I saw them I talk about Calhoun in the chat. He got all, all his revenge out last night versus what a matchup that was. Bad bump versus uh, Tehran, like just two, you know, a- absolute. Uh, what, what, what's what's the, the, the what's the word we use as far as the arms that are shot these days? Well, they're not very good. Dusty, uh, washed. Yeah, yeah, washed. Yeah, there you go. Pylon. The uh, of the Shields is 2.2K. Luplo's 2.2K. These are DK prices, not Vandal prices. It's just, way. it's too easy to like, to do whatever you want, as long as you just grab a couple of these bats. And these are, these, these are decent bats in good spots. Like, uh, is Seattle and San Fran playing today? The plan is they, they went, the game was scheduled for Seattle and they're now in San Francisco. They're playing in San Francisco. San Francisco is playing the role of the visiting team. So San Fran will be visiting Seattle in San Fran. If that makes sense. Uh, do you prefer the Shields or Calhoun as a punt? That's Willie Calhoun. I'm going to say give me the Luplo homer instead. Okay. Uh, but uh, Calhoun, Calhoun would be uh, – I mean, I'm always chasing home run upside. At the Shields, you get the stolen base upside, but um, 
so I would go uh, Luplo is my favorite. Then I would go uh, Willie Calhoun, and then uh, the Shields. They're saying, but I, I, I would put I would put Oliveras uh, ahead of him is too well. I mean that that kid swings hard. Like he's up there to like crush the ball when he. I mean he's he's not a huge power guy. He's quick, but like he swings hard, man. Like he's got like I want my guy swinging like he does when they're up when they're twenty under. Okay, there's a question that says Jorge Soler at twenty hundred on DK, but he's not playing, right? Isn't Soler not he's hurt? Yeah, I don't see him in the yeah, lineup. So don't play I mean it's a great price if he was available, but don't play him. Uh Gary Sanchez or Riley, this is a utility fandle spot. Who do you prefer? Austin Riley or Gary Sanchez? Yeah, Riley I'd take uh Riley. Uh Acuna versus Ozuna and Fandle Cash. You gotta go, Acuna. Uh yep, correct. Yeah. Uh, give me a couple stacks you like. Uh, give me like the kind of sort of chalky ones, the ones, or give me somebody off the board. If you have somebody off the board, you think so? Well, I'll tell you uh, the chalk is the Yankees, obviously, because of last night. Um, and it's you can make it happen. The 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 ones that I'm looking at, the, there's two that I like a lot. I really like the Giants um, tonight, and then I really like the Astros. Um, I just I think the Astros are going to start hitting. Um, they may go a little bit overlooked. They're they're certainly real. I mean, you can fit them very easily. And uh, I expect them to have a good night. Brantley's too cheap. Bregman is yeah. there. There's Kyle Tucker. Altuve's cheap, but he works his stacks. And, Sw- and Springer's back. Like he's been, he's been crushing the ball. All right, a quick hitter or two. Uh, Hicks versus Duvall. Cash. Hicks. I didn't pronounce that correctly. That's Duvall. That person must be living in Jacksonville. Uh, Duval County, of course. Thoughts on Wheeler? I'm not really picking on him, and I'm not really rostering him. I think he's going to be okay, but I don't think this is a slate for him. What do you say? Yeah, isn't he just coming back off of? Uh, you know, I I kind of didn't look much into him. I, did, I had no interest in him today, but uh, isn't he coming back from injury? I'm not sure. I don't. I I you know I I didn't fully really dig into him either, unfortunately. But we are. Yeah, he, ri- he ripped a he ripped a fingernail or something. That's I mean, what it was. He had a he yeah. did a nail. Yeah. Uh, we gotta go. But give me two guys that are gonna homer tonight. Let me look at my lineup. Um, well, Luplo is going to okay. homer for me because I'm going to be optimistic. Better do it early. And, yeah. And, uh, um, I mean, the easy one, again, is Voight is going to continue to continue to keep going. That's Kirk D's. This was baseball. I was Dean. Uh, I was Dean for sure. Uh, yeah, and stay tuned for Crux Time. You all got Kevin Roth, Chief Neurologist. You got Cheese is Good, Dave Potts, and Mr. Tuttle. Thank you guys all have to lock later on. PGA, con- PGA content with Toe Tag and Tambo, STL Cards. And then later on, even after that, NFL show, Rich Rebar, Daigle, and Eric Crane. We're out of here. Holler. Good luck. Mm-hmm.